0: So most of us have heard this particular verse, not the one that's on the screen. This verse right here. Ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will... Are you awake? Seek, and you will... Knock, and the door will be... Yes, we've had it quoted over again. Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Have y'all you ever seen those things on Facebook that say, I was today years old when if something happens, you figure it out, you know, like this one character is this other character, you know, like in Christmas vacation, the son in Christmas vacation is actually Leonard Hofstadter in the Big Bang Theory? I was today years old when I figured that out. Yeah, those kind of things. Well, as I'm going through this week, I am going to make a confession to you. I was today years old when I figured out that this this verse is in the middle of a parable. I I simply just thought it was part of a a, a couple of phrases or a couple of things that Jesus taught, you know? I mean, I've read the Bible, I've studied the Bible, but sometimes you just go, that that belongs where? Where? And and knowing what I know now as opposed to what I knew a week ago makes all the difference in the world to this verse. It's not that we've been using it out of context, which happens all of the time, but there is so much more to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to back up to, to two weeks ago, all right, to where we were, all right, and then we're going to come to the end of that, and then we're going to start reading today's passage, which will include the verse we just talked about. So two weeks ago, the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus' response was, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses or our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us or our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Period. This is what's next. So in the context of the disciples asking Jesus how to pray and Him then showing them how to pray by praying, He continues the lesson and says this, Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight And you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, do not bother me. The door is already locked. The children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of the friendship, but because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Shameless audacity, okay? So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers... If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, and he's talking to us, if you then in your wickedness know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The request... And the bequest is, in fact, God Himself, Jesus Himself, the Holy Spirit Himself. A gift beyond gifts. A gift beyond understanding. A gift beyond, as the Bible says, anything you will ever ask for or imagine. Okay? So that is where we are. Jesus is continuing His teaching on how we should pray. Now... Here's something that I that I want you to to understand or to grasp. All right, when uh, Jesus starts the parable of the late night visitor, right? All right, he is. Doing what He's always done. When He speaks to the people in that culture, He talks to them about the sower and the seed. Farming. He talks to them about leaving the 99 to save the one. Shepherding. He speaks to them about things they can understand. Luke is full of parables, and parables are earthly stories with heavenly meanings, All right, They are are, are this world understanding of that world all right, truths. All right, they, they're to help us grasp it. And Jesus uses something that is absolutely normal to these people. When we travel, and I've taught this when I teach the story about the woman at the well. The woman at the well, when she arrives there, the Bible is very clear about what time it was, all right? It was around the sixth hour, okay? And that is six hours after the sun came up. And at six hours after the sun came up, that would be approximately noon or midday. And in the Middle East, all right, it is incredibly hot in the middle of the day, in the desert. So most people did their work, came to the well, went up the hill with 30-pound stone jar I mean, 30-gallon stone jars, sometimes two over their shoulders or one on their head. That work was done early in the morning or late in the evening. Why? Because it was cooler, all right? Well, same with travelers. When you traveled from Jerusalem to Judea, from Capernaum through Samaria, when you traveled, you would... Generally try to avoid the heat of the day. So you would, if you knew how long it was going to take you, you would leave early enough in the morning to arrive before the heat of the day, or you would start after the heat of the day and you would arrive late in the evening. This is the context for what happens. You would also welcome, and you remember the disciples when they are supposed to be traveling. They're to stop at a house, and they say, if they welcome you, this is good. This is the way life is supposed to be. If they do not shake the dust off your feet and move on, this is a this is a a, a, a communal thing. This is a, a an understanding of, of the society and the nature of how they lived. You could you could have a visitor show up at your home needing a place to stay for the night. And the first thing you were to do was make sure that they were well fed. Make sure that their bodies as well as their souls were cared for, all right? So this is what has happened. So a, a traveler has left late in the day, has arrived at a man's home late in the evening after the children have gone to bed, after he has gone to bed. In the original text, it's funny, it says, my children are in bed with me. All right? Now, there was a little uh, few sirens that went off earlier this week. How many of you experienced in our iPhone, Google phone uh, generation, every device in your house going off, right? Everything at three thirty, four 4 o'clock a few days ago goes off, all right? Yeah, so, so the kids come downstairs. I had gotten in late, and when I get in late, all right, I, I have to calm down. So I had stayed up late. So about 2.15, I turned the Big Bang Theory off, all right, rolled over, Finally got to sleep, 3.30, I rolled back over. Right then, here was my attitude. Jesus, take me or leave me. (laughs) If, in fact, a tornado does take my house, is the 17 feet from here to the inside bathroom going to make a difference? That's what I was thinking, all right? Next alarm goes off. Watch to warning. Sirens are going off. I rolled over the other way. It was just time to change positions. Tyler comes down the steps. Oh, Lord. Jamie hops out of bed. Oh, Lord. Tayson comes down the steps. Oh, Lord. Here's everybody in my living room. Jamie's standing right in the middle, paying attention to the TV, and this is me. Not a little north. Back in bed. About five minutes later, I'm feeling guilty. Man of the house. <laughs> oh, well. I walk back in. I look. Still north. I go back to bed. <laughs> Jamie goes upstairs and gets the nugget. I get it. Mother, protection, I got it, you know. I get, I get it. Brings her back down. We're hanging out there. Everything blows by. Nothing blows by. The tornado got in my bed. Anybody with me? Two-and-a-half-year-old tornado right in between us. Yeah, yeah. So I get the children are in bed with me, but that's not what this means, all right? They didn't have three-bedroom homes, four-bedroom homes, all right? There weren't a lot of walls. You settle your children down over here in this corner. You settle down over in this corner. You latch the door, and any sound that is made is going to wake up somebody. And uh, praise the Lord, if the kids are asleep, leave them! Can I get a witness? All right? I am in bed! My children are in bed. We are all in bed for the love of sweet baby Jesus. Stop knocking, you know? Go away. You can't do that. That's not society. But you need to understand, that's what was going on here. When he says, my children and I are in bed, what he means is, I just got settled down. You know, when you have a baby that's crying, she just went to sleep. Ding dong, you know, kids in the neighborhood or your friends, or your friends ring your doorbell. Yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> the good news that night was nobody was in bed. Listen, we, know, we all know what this is like. And this guy says, hey, man, but, but, but the, the guy was urgent. The guy was urgent. It wasn't because they were friends. It was because of his urgency. Hey, hey, because there, there, there's, a, there's, a so, there's a society understanding here. This guy's hungry. He's in my home. I am to take care of him. If I don't have it, I come to you and you give it to me. There's a chain here that works because that's how we live. Everybody gives what they can. He was out of bread for the evening. He had bread, but he was asleep. But he got up, listen, because of the shameless audacity but look below it. I like this even better. Listen, uh, one one translation uh, a guy was trying to get people to understand. He said, "Because of your unblushing persistence, nothing is going to embarrass me. I am being sh- I am shamelessly chasing after this bread. Wait, wait, wait. not for me, uh-uh, but for my guest." so that we all might do our part. Do you hear the chain here? And this is not about greed. This is not about want. This is not about this is about meeting the needs of everyone. Because of your unblushing persistence when we are trying to make a difference, when we are trying to work together, when we are trying to become Community, all right? There is never a moment where real community and dealing with real people will not involve both harmony at times, ready, and disharmony at times. There is never a time where Nicole or Tim or or Ashley or Lisa or Noah, there's never a time when they will walk in the exact direction we want them to walk, in the exact way we want them to walk, arriving at the exact time we need them to arrive. No matter how much they love us or how little they love us, living in community involves beautiful messes. And I tell people all the time, I told them all day Saturday, NBC is a beautiful mess because we're real. And this night, my kids are in bed, my life is good. Knock, 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 knock. No! Listen to me. There is always sacrifice involved. A cost. It is not monetary nearly as often as we believe. Did you catch that? There is always sacrifice involved when we're living in community and loving in community. And it is not monetary nearly as often as we believe. There are times when we would love to just be able to say, hey, here's 10 bucks, go take care of it. Slide it under the door. But listen, living in community, costing in community, yes. It involves money sometimes, and that can get sticky. But it also involves time. It also involves sacrifice. It also becomes not me, but thee. This is what God was saying when He understood at the worst moment in His life, not my will, but yours be done. When there is a collective agreement from the start, then it is God's will that is going to prepare to, to prevail. Uh, not, not, not John's will, uh, not Johnny's will, uh, not Miss Honey's will. God's will prevail. And we are all working towards that. Then, even amongst the b- bumps in the road, even amongst the storms that tear our life apart, we can come together with one purpose, knowing that we are all chasing his will, and that despite our idiosyncrasies, despite our flat-out failures which are going to happen, we can run together, come together, play together, sacrifice together, and that's what happened. The journey took longer than he thought. The man didn't know he was coming. His family ate all the bread they made for that day for whatever reason. Sometimes you got leftovers. Guess what? Sometimes you don't. It happens to the best of us. There's a knock on the door. I can't do my part. I go to my friend who has bread. He doesn't want to do his part. He may be up for the next three or four hours, but because of their unblushing persistence to feed another. Now, Under the context of this story, the man came to the house to ask for some bread, to seek assistance for a weary traveler, and he knocked upon the door. The whole concept of the three words comes from the parable. Where have I been? Why as a pastor and a minister for 31 years did did I not know this? I don't know. But you didn't either, so don't play. The parable gives us the verse, and the verse teaches us, you ready? How to pray. See, we twist this verse. What do you need? Well, ask, and God will give it to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. And then He doubles down. If you ask, you receive. If you seek, you find. If you knock, the door is open. Not for the new Porsche. Not for 50 pounds to fall off of you without working for it. Not for your children to behave themselves without discipline. Can I get a witness? Some of you are like, mm, why you come play at my how? Oh, I got you. Listen, we want to be able to say, dear, sweet baby Jesus, do this for us. Make this better. Pay this bill. Work this out. You know what Jesus will say? I'd be glad to help you do that. I would be glad to have that conversation alongside you. I'd be glad to speak the words into your heart. How do I know He'd be glad? Because what did He give? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give you what? The Holy Spirit. I'm sending to you a counselor. No, the answers aren't always in black and white or red letters in the Bible. But they are always in you. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on. I have given you not the answers, but the answer. And it is not Alan Iverson. Anybody get that joke? Thank you. That was his nickname. It's Jesus himself in the form of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? For I did not give you a spirit of fear, a spirit of confusion, a spirit of calamity, a spirit of distrust, a spirit of discord, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. The same power that held Jesus on the cross. The same love that held Jesus on the cross. The same self-discipline that said, not my will, for, but yours be done. That did not call a thousand angels to save him. The same power that flung the universe into existence exists inside the heart of every believer. Why don't we use it? Because even to us it is a mystery. How do I know? And this is the mystery, according to Christi- uh, Scripture. Christ is... In you, the hope of glory. So the hope that we have is a glory in Jesus Christ that we want for our lives now. Why? Because that's what Jesus prayed. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But Jesus gave it to us in the form of the Holy Spirit for us to manifest Him through us. This is the good news. Jesus came. Now He's yours. Tell Someone, show someone, give to someone. How? Ask, and it will be given to you. How should you ask? With unblushing persistence. Okay? When it comes to beckoning the Father for the things that the Holy Spirit of God calls us to do, you have got to be like a child in the back seat on the way to Disney World. And they say over and over again, what? What? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? This needs to be us, church. This needs to be us. Can I have it? 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 Unblushing persistence. This is how you should pray. It doesn't have anything to do with getting what you want. It has everything to do with how we approach our daddy. I was today years old. I was today years old when I realized that ask, seek, and knock had everything to do with a child who wants something so deeply and passionately that he would never leave his father alone until his father grants it, until the lock is moved, until the door turns, until it pops open. (laughs) Like Forrest Gump on the boat, Lieutenant Dan! That's us before God. No major theological truth here. No deep C.S. Lewis discussion here. Beg your daddy. Beg your daddy. He can't wait to give. This is all about his nature. Do you understand that? God is not waiting to hand you all of your wants, but he can't wait. Like, he can't wait. Like, it's he can't wait for you to get it. And the minute you get it and you beg for it, his heart explodes, all right? It goes it is rampant. It is, it, is the, it is the saw, the chainsaw coming through the roof. It is the clothes that come off and wrap around the bed. It is the paralyzed man dropping down. It is the sacrifice of the four unnamed men to bring him to Jesus. And Jesus overwhelming says, Woo! son, your sins are forgiven. And everybody on the roof goes, can you just fix his legs? Jesus is so blown away by this act of exactly what He's called us to do that He jumps right past His body and saves His soul. That He jumps right past the now and saves Him for eternity. That He jumps right past something He could do with His fingers and promises something He will do on the cross. Son, your sins are forgiven. Translates, my man, because of those boys, I'll die for you. You. That kind of power inside you. Beg God for it. Beg Him for the opportunity to use it. Beg Him for the opportunity to blow Him away. And then have yourself a merry little Christmas, New Year's, holiday. Sit, eat, feast, drink, enjoy all that God as for you. Why? Because you went to daddy, and he gave you more than you could ever ask for or imagine. Unblushing persistence. That's how you pray to a God who loves you. Let's pray. God, teach us to keep on asking. Teach us to keep on seeking. Teach us to keep on knocking. God, the verbs used are continuing tenses. They are not one time. They are not singular. They don't just happen. They beckon us to beckon you. They are keep on giving. Keep on loving. Keep on working. Keep on singing. Keep on praising. Keep on coming to the feet of Jesus and keep on bringing others too. Thank you for today years old, God. Thank you for a new look at an old story, God. Thank you for giving me the eyes of a child again, God. Bless us so that we can bless others in Jesus' name. Amen.